Hey everybody, I just want to take a moment to thank all my subscribers and listeners that dedicate a little bit of time just to hear what I got to say. Thank you so much, but the struggle is real and it continues. Please spread awareness and do your part by making sure that you are subscribed and liking each of the episodes that you listen to. Share my episodes and, and spread awareness of my channel and what it is that I'm doing. These things, these little things right here is what helps me grow and helps sponsorship come my way as I am a struggling ex-con. I appreciate the support, the love, and thank you so much for tuning in. More to come. This episode has been brought to you by our friends over at CMB Law. If you find yourself in a tight spot and you need an attorney to trust, call Courtney over at CMB Law, 941 747 44 or 941-725-9457. You can also visit her site at cmbjustice.com. cmbjustice.com. Again, that's Courtney at CMB Law. Tell them that Thomas Free Me sent you from the Thomas Free Me podcast show. And uh, healing is a process that we all have to deal with. But going back to you, your card closes very, very beautifully. It calls, it closes with the card of learning something new. Continue to learn, continue to grow, continue to absorb, continue to exchange energies with those that are going to give you the type of energy to move forward. Positive energy always. Round is when you hustling. The niggas smiling at you with your friends, dog. All the real ones are dead in me, y'all. Hey, everybody, this is Thomas Free Me, and this is the Thomas Free Me TV and podcast show. And I have a very, very special guest tonight, and we are going to get into the nitty gritty of some of the ugliness that's going around in our communities. Again, you know, this is this is my message. You know, this is about unity. I'm just reaching out to American citizens that I'm running across on TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, and just um, and just sharing their stories. You know, there's so many people out there that are they're just hurting and they're looking for somebody just to hear their story. And that's, again, what this channel is. This is this is we the people. So um, I'm going to go ahead and let our guest introduce herself. Good evening. How are you? I am well, thank you. And how are you? I'm blessed, mommy. I'm always blessed first and foremost. And then, um, you know, we can just talk about the other stuff after that. But Definitely. Counting our blessings is most important. As an ordained minister, um, first thing I do every morning is count my blessings. And now more so than ever, thank God for every day that I see because um, reality hit me in a very strong manner. And Life is not warranted. I mean, every day, every second is a gift. Yeah, there's no question. And that's, life teaches us that. You know, life teaches us to to just pay attention to the little things because that's what matters the most, you know, because we just never know. And I have a 17-year-old daughter myself, you know, and it's 
So like I tell her, you know, your life can change in an instant. You know Definitely. what I mean? Your life can and change. And it can be caused by anything. And that's why I tell her it can be good or bad. You know, your life can just change in a moment. You know, you could have a, a life-changing opportunity come your way. You know, so it's just always being aware of these opportunities, whether good or bad, and how to avoid them or how to take advantage of them, you know, but so um and you speak about something really interesting not to interrupt you but you speak about the process of transmutation it is one of the laws of the universe the law of transmutation site is uh, state if there is no evolution there is no growth <clears throat> therefore there must be changes and those changes can be good or they can be negative or they can be traumatic they can they can carry any type of energy to cause us to fall into that purpose or to to cause us to fall into the happenstance basically um it is called awakening it is called awakening and uh that's why they call it a rough awakening <laughs> well so i am aware that we did move into the age of aquarius um that is in in some of my my teachings and and my messages is that whether you're, you're cognizant it or not, you know, the universe mm -hmm. has, has went into a shift. You know, the age of Aquarius is, is the time of awakening. It's the time of enlightenment. It's the, the, time, it's the time of truth. Um, this, this time that we have entered, right, we just, we just scratched the surface of it, has been written about for thousands of years. You know, they, they, the biblical um, scripture says that this is the time of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And um, even though I um, <clears throat> excuse me, even though I am an, an ordained minister on white witchcraft, because there's something as white magic as well as as black magic, and it is not really a correlation with the color as much as is it a correlation with with good and evil. Um, with this new age, there's a, there's a new understanding that. You know, this freedom of religion, and that's something really beautiful. And I'm sorry to go there, but um, I need to talk about this simply because I have I have encountered so much stigma. Um, even throughout the death of my child, I have been blamed for her death, basically because I practice white magic. Okay, mm. uh, but going back, going back into into this this shift and and uh, into the astrological aspect of everything. Um, now with the full moon coming, I am not quite certain when it's going to be coming in, but with this full moon uh, coming of of January, because it is the first moon of the year, um, there comes a great energy of transition and beginning. In order for us to begin. And to walk into our purpose, we need to release and we need to let go of the things that that hold us back. And um, this brand new moon is excellent. I mean, this brand new full moon, uh, the very full moon of the year is an excellent moon to cast um, spells for growth, spells of release, any type of spells, whether you want to begin any, any transition in your life. Um, Transition is going to happen whether you want it or not. The law of transmutation does not discriminate, and neither does the law of karma, neither does the law of reciprocity, none of the laws of the universe, okay? 
Um, with that said, you know, uh, with this new age, um, I am polytheistic. My first higher power is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, so I am what 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 they call the Christian witch. Um, what Christians uh, refuse to realize is that there is such a concept, and that concept um, came from back. Um, back to Moses, okay? God gave Moses some seals and he gave uh, Solomon some seals. And this is where, where the seals of, of magic of Moses and Solomon are. So you cannot rebuke a magic that your God and my God created. You know, you just need to be educated on the matter, whether you choose, whether, whether you choose to call it magic, whether you choose to call it manifestation, whether you choose to call it answer of prayers. Mm -hmm. It is all just a result of one thing, mm -hmm. faith and belief. Mm -hmm. You can call it what you want. Well, and again, that's, that's. <clears throat> I've said that many times, you know, there's, there's no difference between meditation and prayer other than the fact that prayer is, is more outward. You know, you're always praying to something where meditation is more inward, you know, you're praying exactly. for things to come to you. So, you know, this, this is the difference between the two. Um, I'm, I'm, Very I clear explanation. what was that mommy? Very clear explanation. Thank you. It's just, it's, it's, it's just, um, I've been around witchcraft here and there, you know, I've had a couple little experiences. Um, I've never, I've never been fearful of it. I've always been more curious of it, but you know, we know, we know how mankind is, you know, and witchcraft has been something that's been feared for thousands of years you know if not longer definitely, and definitely we can talk about the years of inquisition um whether it was by the catholic church whether it was by you know let's talk about uh, the salem witches i mean there right. have been many 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 different types of inquisitions you know and started by whom the christians right. started by whom some by the law it, and, and the thing of it is, is that mankind has always wanted to eliminate what we feared, you know, because because of the unknown, you know, exactly. when we, and it's, it's, it's survive, we fall into what we call survival mode, survival, mode. you know, and exactly. And when we fear something is and we, we, we fall into this fight or flight and we can either decide to just, you know, fight it like they do. I mean, because I have been attacked, you know, or you can just. Just, just walk away. You don't have to engage it. You don't got to call me a witch. You don't got to accuse me of my daughter's death. You can be respectful because at the end of the day, you know what? None of us, none of us is going to escape death. It is just no. a matter of how we go and what caused it. So you cannot blame me for my daughter's death. There was, there was so many, many interventions. Um, from psychiatric intervention, hospitalizations, from interventions from family members, um, interventions from the media. Um, I mean, I we worked, we worked, and she was finally on her way. After being out of jail so many times, this last time, I decided to play hardball. There was no way this time I was going to bail her out. There was no way this time I was going to um 
pay for a lawyer. You're on your own this time, sweetheart. The only thing that I'm going to make sure is that you got anything you want to eat right here. So you're going to have commissary in there. And you're going to have phone money. You can always talk and you're always going to have food. You know, and I make sure that I stood by my word and I gave her a little bit of tough love. And when she came out, the person that came out wasn't my child. It was somebody total. It was, it was, it was, this energy was transforming to her. Mm. It took her some real serious suffering so she can realize, guess what? <laughs> you have to scratch yourself with your own nails because you have to learn. Mommy has always had your back, you know? So she came out and uh, we decided to go to school together. <clears throat> we decided to go to school together and, um, it was the most beautiful experience because during those two months, going to school every Saturday gave us the opportunity to bond so much. And it gave me the opportunity to see her brilliance with my own two eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, she did a 4.0 GPA on phlebotomy, 4.0 GPA on EKG, and that class was tough as hell. And I'm a smart cookie. I graduated college with a 4.0 GPA and I'm not trying to brag, you know, but I did, I was that magna cum laude, you know? So, and yes, I'm going to brag a little bit because it took You deserve it. I mean, that's hard work to do. That's an accomplishment. Definitely. So, um, it gave me the opportunity to see that she had that same drive. And for the very first time, I saw my daughter loving school. And it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, Thomas, it was beautiful, mm -hmm. you know, and to study with her and to exchange, you know, um, notes and, you know, just quiz each other. It was amazing, you know. Um, she did talk to me about her struggles. I couldn't leave, not even Tylenol hidden. She was hit by a car. This jealous woman of a guy she was dating at the time um summoned her to meet for a fight prior to that i told her anna i'm seeing i'm seeing a blue car i'm seeing a dark car i don't know if it's navy blue or or black but i'm seeing this small car and she, this woman is coming for you this coming this woman is coming with anger she's not coming with good intentions and you need to be watchful Two days later, I received a call that my daughter was on uh, an induced coma. This woman had hit her with the, the car that I had actually seen in my premonitions, you know, and I had also seen it on the cards one time that she had asked me to read her. Um, so as a result of that incident, she became um, addicted to Percocets. I couldn't leave Tylenols behind because she was in so much pain. She would take a handful of Tylenols just so she can appease her pain or a handful of Motrin. And um, I was afraid. So I had to keep everything in a drawer in my room and my room is under key. Okay. I learned the hard way that if I, was, if I wasn't going to control her because I couldn't, you see these teeth right here? She broke them in one of those rages where she needed to have a fix long ago before she had gotten clean. So I learned that you cannot physically try to stop an addict from going out there and getting their fix. So we fought, we fought each other. We really did. It was the biggest disrespectful moment as a mother, as child, we could have 
lived. And I couldn't forgive her for it, not even before she died. And I live with that guilt. And I have forgiven her after death, but she knew that I, that I had not forgiven her. And she asked me for forgiveness, and I, I tell her that I was working on it, and that it would happen in due time. It happened after that. And I'm afraid that I couldn't forgive her before then because she took that to her grave. But I, I could have not known, even though I had the premonition, all I saw was the overdose. Thomas, I did not see, I did not see death. I saw the overdose. And many times prior to that, she got stabbed eight times. I told her, I saw it on the cards. I saw it. I said, um, I see you getting stabbed. She says, no, I, that already happened. Yes, it did happen the first time. I tell you about that. I'm regressing. Before that, I told her, I see a gun. I see a gun. My truck at the time had gotten shot at twice after her. Two bullet holes. Before that, I told her, you're going to get stabbed. She was stabbed. Um, every time I... I spoke to her about the premonitions that I was seeing. I was not trying to scare her. The last time, the last premonition I had was of, of, of her overdose. And I told her, Anna, please don't go out. Please stay home. I see an overdose and I don't see nothing good waiting for you out there. Please don't go out. She says, you always try to scare me with your damn third eye. I'm not listening to you. I've been good this whole week. I've been staying home. I'm going out. I said, Anna, if you must go out, go and have fun. Do what you do. And just be safe. I love you. Her voice softened. And she said, I love you in such a sweet way that I don't know if she knew that that, that was the last time she was going to say I love you, but that I love you reached me like no other I love you reached me before. Maybe it was my spirit letting me know that that was the last I love you. That she was going. I'm sorry. She was going to tell me. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're fine, mama. And shortly after that, after she said, I love you in such a sweet way. She says, but I'm going to go live my best life. And those were our last words. The next morning, the 24th of November, I received a call that no mother wants to receive. Bridgeport, Connecticut. Detective unit telling me that my daughter had perished and that they were giving me their condolences, that my presence was summoned at a particular address in Bridgeport. Mm to meet the coroner. All he gave me was a card. I was not able to see my daughter until the day of the funeral, 10 days later. That was the first time, the first time I walked in there, that was the picture I sent you when I put my hands above her head. That was the first time I saw her in 11 days since her death. Mm. <clears throat> Imagine that, Thomas. That's, that's a news no mother 
no father ever wants to receive. Imagine, put yourself in my place. God, may God protect your child. May God anoint her. Are you here? <laughs> you know, I, well, I'm just, I, I do. I put myself in, in them places, you know, every time my daughter, I know my daughter's leaving the house or she goes out, you know, it's, and I try because I'm a firm believer in manifestation and, and I try not to put no emotion into those thoughts. You know what I mean? It's because we can't control our thoughts. You know, our thoughts come to us, but exactly. we, we, um, we can control the choices that come from them thoughts. You know, we don't have to exactly. let those, we don't have to let those thoughts control us, you know, but if our mind is and not trained in that fashion, uh, it'll just run wild. Bingo. Bingo. You know. We have to realize that our thoughts become emotions. Those emotions are actually translated into frequencies, whether they're uh, Hearst frequencies. Rudolf Hearst was the first one to actually translate these thoughts into emotions and prove them into actual frequencies of sound. And Tesla improved that. And you should you should check Tesla frequencies. They are amazing, amazing, amazing. Well, I'm a big believer on. I'm, I'm I'm a big uh, I'm a big person on on personal vibration. I have a, a friend of mine that I'm gonna bring back on the show here soon by the name of Penny Pierce. Um, Penny you. Pierce has wrote many books, um, and she's a, a world clairvoyant, and she um. She is is one of the world's leaders in, in just personal vibration and frequencies and such. And it was her book. Yeah, it was her book, self-titled Frequency, that, that really changed my life and made me see things as, as what you just said. You know, and I just I just sat back and I just started feeling like everything is vibrations. This is why you you register emotions from other people. Energy transfers, energy, energy transfers. It's energy. And you know what? Let me, let me, let's do a quick exercise. Okay. Let's I want you it. to hold your hands together. Okay. Hold your hands together like this and press really, really, really tight. Press really, really tight. What this is going to do is the pressure is going to activate the actual electrons in the blood. It's going to activate the heavy metals because we all have heavy metals. Okay. We just need to have a very... Um, a natural, like we all have iron, we all have zinc. It just has to be continue to squeeze, continue to squeeze as, as we squeeze. Okay. This is also going to activate the crystals in our brain. We have crystals and there's a main crystal called the magnetite. And the magnetite activates all the crystals as a result of kinetic release, which is what we're going to do right now. When we let go slowly of our hands, you're going to feel the energy, okay? The energy from your blood and all of the electrons moving. My okay? hands are on are fire you ready? right now. Yes. Yes, I bet. You feel the energy transference? Isn't yes. it cool? I'm sorry. Isn't it cool? Yes. All right. So at the count of three, we're going to slowly let go and separate our hands so we can allow ourselves to feel such energies, Okay. One, two, three. Oh. 
felt it, right? And it's still, I still feel it in the palm of my hands. And yes, well, that's what I was going to say is, is the, the heat, running. Yes, that's the heat that yes. resonated from my, like my hands are sweating right now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is different for everybody. It could be heat. It could be energy. You can feel it like a separating energy. So it's going to feel different to everybody because we all have different types of different levels of, of, um, I still feel it different levels of what you call the, um, heavy metals in our blood, sink, mercury, um, iron, all type of, of, uh, selenium and, and all of that moves. And once that happens, you know, it activates everything and it goes all the way, you know, circulation. Remember you were shunting your hands. Okay, you were shunting your hands. So from a medical point, a standpoint of view, you were shunting your hands. So once you let go, so the blood is going to start circulating again, which is going to cause everything to go back into the into the brain, and that that was going to cause medically proving this this crystals to act be activated by the magnetite. Come freaking cool shit. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's like um, Jam uh, what's his name, James Carpenter's uh, Avatar, right? We we you know we watched this movie, and I'm not a big movie person anymore. I haven't watched a, a movie, and I don't know how long. But I'm not. I don't either. But Avatar is, uh, I think, in my opinion, and I'm I'm sure James Carpenter's opinion as well. He made the movie, but a perfect depiction of what life is really supposed to be like. You know what I mean? It just in connection of everything, like the, 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 the blue people knew they were connected with the trees and the grass and they were just connected to every element of life because every element of life worked together to create life. And they each have the color correlation. So I, that's something that I definitely liked into it. I, I need, I need to look into it. I'm not educated on the movie. So that's something that has awakened my curiosity definitely going to watch it let's well let's get into a little bit of 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 uh exactly you know who you are and and how you know because you mentioned a couple times about your daughter um getting into you know going into jail and stuff so let's get into how all of that came about you know how did she start getting into trouble some of the first signs things of that nature where parents out there may be able to, to see these signs in their children now? Um, it started when she was 13. Well, first of all, it started since she was, since she was a little girl, to be honest with you, it started in kindergarten. Um, she um, went to kindergarten when she was only four years old. She was not fully five. Um, the first day of school, she actually pulled the alarm and um, we actually saw it as just another kid prank, you know, um, but that was the, that was, that was one of the few signs. She was very hyperactive, you know, and I always, because I worked in the social worker field, in the social work field, I knew about ADD and I knew that my child was ADD or that there was some sort of diagnosis. However, at the time, 19, 1999, 2001, 2002, you know, everybody's like, everybody wants to be, everybody wants to be uh, labeled ADD. 
And yes, that was the case at some point with, with, with some people, but at the same time, there was um, a true diagnosis. So it took a long time before this diagnosis was accepted in the actual uh, book of diagnosis, okay? In, in the ICD-10. So, and, and even in, the, in any ICDs, you know, um, even right now is like, even for billing purposes, it's incredible every time we take, and I'm a biller and coder, every time we have to bill something under that diagnosis. Come on. Anyway, I, I realized back then that there was some hyperactivity. Um, she was also, um, she was also very destructive, very destructive. Mm. She was the type of little girl that would break every type of toy you know, um, she would have to dismantle everything. So she was always very curious. Um, she would, um, her father could not leave a cigarette on, on there because she would try to pick it up so she can smoke it. She would try to steal my father's, my father's beers. Like if we would sit on a, on a, on a, on a group and this sounds may sound crazy, you know, but uh, for a six year old to try to, you know, come in the room and sneak in my father, you know, talking to everybody. And all of a sudden she thinks she can sneak a beer. Like, Hey, where are you going with that? I was and, doing you know, all of was that. Funny, you know, and it was that he was um, leaving to school and not getting to school at a very early age, not wanting to get up to go to school. Um, it was, it was always a challenge, you know, and, um, it wasn't until she was 13 that, um, she has started to self-mutilate and, um, I had had, I had to get her admitted, you know, and, um, she was finally diagnosed. She was diagnosed as schizophrenic, which is crazy because she wasn't. Let me explain to you what that came about. My daughter was in the process of awakening. And when you're in the process of awakening, um, it can be very rough. You know, you will be, you will see things cognitively that other people may not see. Mm -hmm. Okay. And this happened in 2014. Okay. In 2014, she was, um, um, she was going through the process of awakening um, and she had seen what she called the shadows in a dream. And these shadows was were telling her to, to kill herself. So she squeezed her neck and I walked in the room and she had a scrunchie around her neck. Mm. So I cut it and I took it off and I called, I called right away. She was hospitalized. Um, days after, while she was in there, I had the dream with this, this, this thing um this monster of that had wings that was trying to feed me some meat and i rebuked it in the name of jesus and i said meat means death i rebuke you in the name of jesus and just be gone i do not accept illness um now four days later after that meaning eight days after she had gotten hospitalized i was di diagnosed with something called polycythemia which is, um, it is a, a, a rare blood mutation, which can, uh, uh, polycythemia vera is a, is a car, is a, is a cancer, is a cancer. I do not have the cancer type. I have what is called hemochromatosis, hemochromatic polycythemia, but I did, I did get the premonition at the time. 
And later on, you're in one of the, you're in one of, while she was in there for that month, you're in uh, one of her meetings, uh, one of one of her therapeutic meetings, she drew what she saw in, in, in the dream that was telling her to kill herself, which is exactly what I saw in my premonition because I wasn't dreaming. I was totally awake when it happened. You know, but it felt like a dream because it came from the stucco of my field of my ceiling in a, you know, and I rebuked it. And when I looked at it, it was it was it had the face of a skeleton, which soon became a mirror. And all I was see was my face. And I said, I'm not dying to you. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. I rebuke your illness. And um, that day when she drew that and the. And the psychiatrist, and I have a candle popping over there. I have a candle popping over there. So this energy, I have candles burning everywhere. Uh, right now, this is my, I'm in my altar room, you know. Um, oh, my God, where was I? Where was I? I? I got distracted by the candle popping. It's just a confirmation. You were talking um, the last so couple. I seen, I seen the, I'm sorry, I got it back. So I seen the, the drawing that the therapist has shown me. And it was the spirit, the evil spirit that came to bring illness to me. The same spirit was claiming a life when it heard that her life or mine, you know? And that's when I decided my, I, I saw my daughter's in the process of awakening. My daughter's not, is not sick. She's not, she's not schizophrenic. This is the wrong diagnosis, you know? So shortly after, you know, I told him, listen, you need to work. You cannot talk to this about this anymore. This is what's happening to you. You're going to be labeled as a schizophrenic. Just let's just deal with this. We're going to bring you home and we're going to deal with this in a spiritual way. But we're also going to seek spirit, uh, also seek psychiatric help because she was definitely, she definitely was bipolar as well. I'm bipolar. So mm. throughout the years, I have recognized all of these, all of these, um, manias and depressions and all of this 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 symptoms you know and um it shortly aggravated at the age of 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 15 she did a home invasion and uh that was her, the first time she got arrested mm. um then after that oh i feel really really dizzy i'm picking up a lot of her energy and um, when I, you know, there's nothing more than real than energy transference. Um, Speak to so she did, she did that. And uh, I, mommy came on saving mode. Mommy paid for a lawyer. Mommy paid for this, for that. And guess what? She was out shortly. She didn't learn her lesson. But all I knew was that I needed to save my child. I did not see me empowering her even though I, I am in the human field and I know this shit from top to bottom, mm -hmm. you know, but I didn't feel me empowering her, which is in a negative way, of course. So um, she got arrested again and again and again until this last time where I decided that I wasn't going to help her anymore. And when she came out, like I said, she came out a different person. She has gotten um, um, arrested for fights, stabbing, assault and battery, uh, possession of drugs, um, uh, domestic violence. <laughs> you, 
name it, she's done it. Um, so this time I decided that I was going to give her a little bit of tough love because I needed her to come out change. And she, the person that came out of jail this last time, Thomas, was somebody to totally completely different. So different that I did not see her death, you know? When, um, when did this beautiful young lady pass? Um, she died uh, the day before Thanksgiving, and um, I wanted to say something. Yes, my daughter was suffering from a drug, ad drug addiction to Percocet, but she did not go out there looking for fentanyl. There is a trend, and it seems like trends change according to time when it comes to drug use and drug abuse, you know? And right now, the trend is this fentanyl substance lacing trend where these drug dealers are are lacing anything from marijuana to any type of pill to heroin to cocaine to amphetamines to anything, anything that can be laced so it can make them more potent and uh, thus increase their 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 income or their their, their their money or whatever it is that they, it's called, you know, because it's not it's not income. You're not working for that shit. You're killing people. Five dollars a pop a head. That's how much my daughter's my daughter's life was worth. And she did not go out there looking for fentanyl. She went looking for a Percocet pill, which did not make it any better. But she encountered something, a counterfeit product that is a result of this trend that is happening. And um Unfortunately, if you look, if you look at the at the statistics, um, um, uh, overdose is the number one cause of death between 19 years old and 45 years old years old in America. You know, and it all continues to increase. Unfortunately, yesterday here in the state of Connecticut, we had an overdose in a school. So that was in the school system, you know? Um, so there was an overdose in the Hartford County in New, in New Haven. Um, there was an uh, four overdoses today. Yesterday in Hartford, there were five. I live in the Bridgeport. I live in the Fairfield County. And I am definitely about to write a letter to uh, the superintendent and we, I'm going to post them and I'm going to make sure that there is a planned, a proactive preventative plan for that not to reach our schools. What are we gonna do? Metal detectors are not enough. The, you know, um, the, 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 the x-ray, whatever it is that you call those machines are not enough. You're going to have to actually have these kids frisked. You know, nothing is too invasive when it comes to saving one of our kids' lives. I'm sorry. If you feel I'm in violation, guess what? I'm sorry. But we need to ensure that our kids are safe in our school system. What is it that you're going to do to prevent this from reaching our classrooms? To continue to reach our classrooms because it's already happening. Well, we, so, have to be, we have to be better parents. We have to be better leaders. We have to pay more attention to, to the needs of our children. You know what I mean? And, and make sure that our children don't want these drugs. You know, we could chase our children down all that, that we want, you know, but like what parent has time anymore to, to go through all their children's stuff, to, to track their children, because we're so oppressed 
We're so overworked, overslaved that we don't have time for that anymore. You know, again, this is the design that we're in. You know, this yes. is the design that's happening. You know, and look what and look exactly. and look what's happening to our children. This is why I urge people that are selling drugs, like understand that you're pushing the government's agenda. You know what I mean? I know you you you're you're hungry, you don't know how to make money any other kind of way. You can't you you can't process and think how to get out of the situation that you're in. But when you're when you're doing this to your own brother and sister in your own country, you're not hurting the government. You're hurting us. You know, you're hurting us. You're hurting your people, you know. So we have to stop this. We have to be better people. And and in and not, you know, not shun the drug dealer, but just try to understand why he feels that he has to sell drugs. There's so many other ways. Let's look at it from a marketing point of view. If you can market this product, you can freaking market any other product. Okay. Well, that's, you well have... that's the thing. That's the thing with me, mommy, is, is, is it, it, when I was sitting in prison, I had to understand that I'm a businessman. Right. I'm a businessman. I always had an entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurial mind, but I just had an illegal knowledge based system in my mind. I had no legal process, no legal knowledge on how to build legal businesses. All my all my knowledge was of a legal substance. That's all I knew. That was all that was in there to work with. So as I'm trying to to figure out how to to be an entrepreneur or a businessman in my sense all i could think about was dealing drugs hustling things of that nature so what i had to end up doing was erase that knowledge and put legal knowledge in there you know put put ways of 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 knowing how to build businesses ways of of supporting myself being the person that i want and and voila here i am so it's again it's just changing your knowledge is transmutation. Hmm. So you were going to your, um your you were going yeah. to you were going to do a little reading for me, no? Yes, why not? Let's do this today. I'm going to be using the indigo angel cards because we're indigo children. And yes. uh, we do have that intuition, we do have that cognitive ability spiritual ability because it is all one you know it is mind it is spirit and it is body because we feel with everything um when we connect with the spirit we connect with our senses whether we smelling that that the presence of my grandmothers for example i my grandmother loved coconut so i know when she's coming by me because i smell the sense of coconut my mm-hmm. second grandmother loved chanel number no. 5 so i literally smell chanel number no. 5 out of nowhere when she comes and visits me you know my daughter came rambunctiously and all the times that she has came across has come making noises dropping things you know rambunctiously as herself so we 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 tend we receive we receive those cognitive messages physically with our senses and that's the physical aspect spiritually we know in our heart we know in our heart and we know in our spirit what is the difference between good and evil when we're evil we're able to perceive the nature of energies we are energy transference especially when 
um, let's say, for example, a person comes into the room. You can tell right away who I'm gonna stay away from her. That that energy, I want nothing to do with it. Or God, man, that's the type of person I want to link with. You know what I'm saying? I want to link with that person. So um, it is it is in that sense that we need to pay attention to our our spiritual messages and the energy and how we we can translate it with our brain, with our mind, into what we're trying to see or, or perceive. So we need to be able to, that awakening happens at, 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 a, at a holistic level. Mm -hmm. So let's go into that because being my indigo friend, let's get into your readings. Oops. No, and you're, you're absolutely correct. And this is what I try to, again, uh, get people to understand that there's so much more to see than what the eyes see. The eyes only see the physical. It can only see the physical. And there's so much yes. more to it. You know what I mean? But we have we have our pineal gland. We have the third eye. Whether pineal you gland. choose to call it the third eye, whether you choose to call it the pineal gland, whether you choose to call it intuition, whatever it is that you choose to call it, to call it. We need to we we need to to realize that. As spiritual, as spiritual beings, you know, we have that intuition and we all have spiritual gifts. How can we call ourselves spirits and not be spiritual? That's a misconception. All people have to do is research. Yeah, research the pineal gland, research the hormone that it produces, and also research after you find that out, you also understand that the pineal gland has been reducing its size in our brain because we've been using it less and less. Definitely. And whether you believe it or not, it is also being affected by, by 5G. Mm. <gasps> yes, definitely. Whether, and I'm going to tell you why. Every time I'm doing a reading, connecting, connecting, um, I'm having a, I have always read on, on, you know, via video or Facebook or, um, and is getting stronger. The energy transference leaves me completely, completely drained after a reading. Mm. I mean, we are connecting via waves, whether you believe it or not. And everything is wave, magnetic waves. Absolutely. No question. No question. And there's not a doubt in my mind. There's not a doubt in my mind. You can feel me now. You know what I mean? Because we're connected. Definitely. I can see you and we're talking. And even though that you're in Connecticut and I'm in Florida, we're still resonating together. We're definitely connecting. All right. So I'm going to cut in three. Present. I mean, for your past, your present, and your future. Let's see what we have here. Don't let anything scare you. Oh, I won't. Don't let. I am very candid. So whether good or bad, I am going to speak it. I'm not Willy Wonka, sweetie. So I'm not going to sugarcoat shit. Okay? I don't want to sugarcoat it. Mommy, hit me wrong. Past. Okay. For your past, allow love. Look through the situation. It was very hard for you to connect with people but when you connected you connected at a very deep level to the point in which you were disappointed because not everybody connected with you the same way okay 
and whether it was at a familial level, because remember, relationships can be familiar, familiar, they can be romantic, they can be personal, they can be interpersonal, they can be, um, they can be professional, you know, they can be interactions. Um, so craving that that craving for love, that craving for a love that that you wanted that you received from certain people and then it vanished, okay? Hmm. Ooh, rebelliousness. You were not patient to grow up. You wanted to grow up all the time. You know, you were a little kid and you wanted to be a big man, you know, which is understandable, which is understandable. Men are raised differently. They're raised not to cry. They're raised not to express emotions. They're raised to, to know that you have to be the man, you know? So you couldn't wait to grow up and experience the things that grown up people were experiencing. That has a lot to do with you also having an old soul. Hmm always from having an old soul, always seeking to understand things, even when you didn't quite understand them. And uh, the thing about it is that when we spoke them, you know, those that did not see it like we did, will call us crazy or were labels, labeled us problematic. No, we know what we felt. Shielding that's something that we do when we get hurt and when we don't feel that that connection, we tend to shield ourselves because we want to protect ourselves. Okay. Quite understandable. Okay. But there was a part of you between shielding and compassion. There was always that softer side of you. God forbid anybody show, saw it unless you meant to show it to somebody. And that would be to those who you really cared for. Mm. A lot of tears. And a lot of sense of loss. Never belonging. You tried here. It failed. You tried over there. It failed. Uh, you tried each and every connection. And, and connections have failed for you. As a result of this, a lot of rebellious behaviors, which have cost you more than tears, have cost you time. I'm seeing my daughter, but I see you in a long term, in a, you know, like, like with my daughter's process of being in and out of jail, you know, and that's how we see. We perceive through our very own images and experiences. So I guess you must have, have experienced this in and out also since a young age as well. I don't know if that's the case. You can confirm if that's so. Um, divine purpose. All of these things that you have experienced are only preparing you for the purpose that you have today in life, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Okay? As hard as the process may have been, because the awakening has been rough for you. You have learned because you have wanted to. 
but you have also learned because you have fallen on your ass or on your face or on your on your knees and got up, clean your you dusted your, your knees, dusted your shoulders, and kept going. Because you are the one to learn, even since your very young age, from your own experiences. Hard headed like that. For your present. Acceptance and self-care. You have learned to accept the who, the you that you are for who you are, but you are also trying to change the negative aspects of your life into a better man right now. And you're doing that through self-care, learning about you and about introspection and about prayer and about spirituality and about growth and about entrepreneurship and about in so many, 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 many areas in the area of love, relationships, uh, fatherhood in each and every area. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I command you, you've come a long way. It have cost you some work and some tears and some ache, but it's definitely worth worth it. Also, it has taken you some pain because you have seen a lot of people for what they really are. But that's good because you know who's in your corner because of who you are and who's in the corner because of what you bring. See the difference? Not everybody writing with you is writing for you. So you have an intrinsic ability now because of all of your experiences to discern that in people. Use that wisely. Use it in your path. Use it in your purpose. And you're doing just that. Dreams and manifestation. It's time for you to manifest all of those dreams that you did not know how to manifest before because you did not have the knowledge. Now is the time for you to seek and learn. I always say when it comes to, to any craft, you know, a knowledgeable crafter is made by a studious crafter. Mm. So learn everything you can anything and in this day and age is that the all you have to do is google them shit i mean and you're gonna find knowledge is at at your fingertips hey alexa hey google hey so and so or you know whatever information is available make amends there's somebody that you need to make amends with. There's somebody that is hurt by something that you either said that you meant, okay? And it is okay, but we get more bees with honey, sweetheart. It is how we, we, we come across with the message. But there's somebody, okay? And it is a young, it is a young, it is a young, a, a, a young female. And it was something said in love. It was an what was said it was how it was delivered do you know what i'm talking about no. okay make amends and apologize okay yes you have the authority but we have to deliver that authority in love as well sometimes and in compassion and it is okay when we have to also do it in rebuking, in rebuke, and in, 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 in anger. 
You're lagging and you just froze on me. Okay. Better, 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 okay. better, better, better. better. I was, Physical I was outlet. Okay. Physical outlet. You have to do it physically. Okay. Not just working on yourself physically, but that's an aspect, or physically in the sense of your health, but also in the physical aspect of everything that is out here. And the energy that you're putting out there, because that's exactly what you're going to get back. Send love. Love is the highest frequency that you can use to manifest. And um, 777 and 1111, those are the highest, the, the most beautiful frequencies of love that you can use to manifest. So um, link with that music on YouTube when you're meditating is, is, is definitely great. And right now you need to ask for signs to your higher power. I don't know what it is that you're planning on embarking on, um, but there's something that you need, you need, you need signs from your higher power to tell you, guess what? That's where you're going. Definitely. So whether, whether you do it through introspection, whether you do it through prayers, so you can be enlightened by your higher power, definitely ask for signs because whether it's the universe or whether it's your higher powers, these signs are going to be conveyed to you. Okay. And that plan and that project that you are about to embark, I tell you one thing that's going to be successful. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's something that you are in the process of creating right now that you have not, that you're in the process of talking about it. Well, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I have, um, just, just what I'm doing here, my podcast, my, my message, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, it's just expounding upon my message, you know? Something new, something new. What else are you doing? Is it, are you going into merchandising? Are you going into something else? What is it that you're going to be? Is something physical? Well, I, I, I just spoke with somebody today about, um, right before we connected, actually, about embarking on uh, a new discovery coming. Um, this, this was a guy that makes documentaries that reached out to me. Um, and, you know, he's, you know, he's talking about, you know, doing documentaries with me so i want to confirm that what do you see right there mm, divine timing divine timing it has come and trust trust mm. that this is divine timing trust that anything that needs to express itself is going to happen okay I want you to take care of your health. Okay. I have um, an issue with that. Okay. I want you to take care of your health. There's, there's a happenstance. That you're going to find something through blood work. Okay. You're going to find something through blood work. Okay. So, um, get, get, get definitely a checkup. Get definitely a checkup because there's well, something what do you, having to do with blood work. Oh, um, okay. Well, well, hold on. Let's, you're seeing something about blood work in the present or is that the future? No, 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 no. I'm seeing something in the present, in the future of blood work. And it can be so, I work in a laboratory, so it would be so hard for me to try to pinpoint, you know. But um, when I saw this card for me and I saw that it was something with the lab, um, I was I speak I was speaking to you also about that spirit that tried to feel me feed me uh, uh, illness. I also saw this card, and um, having issues with my blood. blood. 
I'm having issues okay. with my circulation and my blood. Yes. So, so is that is the actual blood? Is the actual circulation? Okay. Well, I don't know. We don't know <clears throat> what it is, but my lymph nodes and my hips are are swollen tremendously. Um, I, I haven't when when I had an exam about a year ago. Um, like my white blood cells, every everything looks normal, but there's no explanation as to why my lymph nodes are swollen to two centimeters and above. Okay, the, um, it could be an autoimmune disease. It could be an auto. Thank you. They brought me dinner. I it is. Could. It could be definitely an auto. An autoimmune. Uh, an auto immune disease where your own body is attacking your own body um but definitely something something with the with with the blood definitely something i don't see you know you're telling me that it's circulation but i'm i'm only seeing the blood so i cannot you know give you confirmation in regards to that but you are confirming that definitely is something with the blood okay um I'm also picking up like aches, aches, lower body aches, lower body aches to the point that sometimes it's hard for you to come up the stairs or to do things. The quality of life being diminished. I just spoke that on that on my podcast this morning. What was that? I just spoke to that on my podcast this morning about my, my knees and my back. Oh, okay. Okay. I did not see it. This is the first time you and I connect. <laughs> okay. And I'm also going to talk to you about your mental health. Okay. Mm. Let's talk about that. Um, let's talk about depression. Mm -hmm. And it is quite normal for us to go through those waves of depression. We cannot afford to get stuck in there. Okay. So feel it. Acknowledge it study it, analyze it, work its shadow, and release it. If you get stuck in there, it's going to continue to manifest into clinical depression, okay? Also, balance your chakras, okay? The best thing you can do is the C-trine. Why the C-trine? Because the C-trine is the crystal that actually cleanses all the other crystals hmm. is the only crystal that doesn't need charging so having that crystal next to you is gonna balance your internal qi your internal energy or your seven chakras whatever it is that you want to call it okay mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we all call it different things but it's the same thing so the citrine is is definitely an excellent way of you centering your chakras all of them, you know, um, from your thoughts to your intuition to your ability to communicate because you're a communicator, okay? Mm -hmm. This cannot get blocked right here, okay? Your heart, your gut feeling, your sacral, your, the sanctity of your manhood, your sexual being, okay? And then the foundation of you. So you need to be able to um, we need to be able to balance all of that. And, and that is hard. That is mm -hmm. really, really hard, but not impossible. No, it's not impossible. It's definitely hard because there's obstacles out there to challenge those, you know? 
Definitely. And the everyday life, the routine, you know, the curveballs. Like right now I'm dealing, I'm, I'm going through the process of grief with my daughters. So it's like balancing my energy takes some real, real meditation. It takes some real prayer. It takes um, music. It takes my singing bowl. It takes my Himalayan salt. It takes anything and everything that I can engage into. You know, it takes some drawing. It takes poetry. I'm also um, um, I'm also an author. I have five books published on Amazon, mm. and they're all on poetry. I'm actually working on a book of poetry, which I started to write uh, the day after my daughter's death because I think it was important for me to put into words what I couldn't say. So every night I go and I write a poem as to what I feel that day. There's just one poem I have not been able to write yet. And it's not because I have writer's block, but because I barely remember anything was the day of the funeral. Um, I was in a fog. I was in a mental fog. I mean, I remember very, I remember running to her. I remember seeing her. I remember embracing her. I remember crying on people's arms. I remember very little details, but I felt like I was levitating. So a lot of the memories of that moment I have forgotten. I'm glad that I was able to video a lot of it so I can, you know, recall the moment because I believe that my, uh, my own conscious is trying to protect me, protect my mental health from uh, remembering a lot of these things, which I know they will be revealed in due time as I continue to heal. Yeah. And um, healing is a process that we all have to deal with. But going back to you, your card closes very, very beautifully. It, calls, it closes with the card of learning something new. Continue to learn. Continue to grow. Continue to absorb. Continue to exchange energies with those that are going to give you the type of energy to move forward. Positive energy always. Okay. Mm -hmm. Do away with anything negative. I mean, I know it's hard because we encounter so much crazy shit day in and day out. But it is a matter of recognizing it and it's how we react to it. Because remember that we are going to have those thoughts uh, as a result of certain happenstance that we cannot allow them to become emotions because they will become frequencies and frequencies manifestations. So we need to be so watchful, so, so watchful. And we need to train our brains to do that. And we, we use so little of our brain power mm. that, you know, it will leave you drained as the beginning, in the beginning, trying to, you know, to, to be on watch mode, on watch mode, mm -hmm. you know. But it will become second nature eventually. Practice makes perfection. Don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, be watchful of that energy and be watchful of your manifest and manifest on purpose. Okay. When you're in a good mood, that's when you need to put some love frequencies on and speak what you want to happen. I'm going, I'm successful. And you're going to speak it on present progressive. I am successful in that. I am harvesting. Okay. Not I'm going to harvest because you're still speaking about something to come. No. We want to harvest now. We want to manifest in the now. 
So speaking manifestation and present progressive is important. And my last book for us women only is written in manifestation uh, language. Mm. And um, even though it is written for us women only, it is a book of manifestation for anybody because we can all manifest love, healing, um, abundance, restoration, um, anything that we want to manifest proactively. We can do that. Yeah, well, there's no question about that. And and when I learned about manifestation and 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 um, you know, just things coming into my life, these were things that were occurring throughout my whole life, you know. And 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 before we get into the, because you still have to read the future, right? No, that was that was it. That was it. So that was it. That's what it finished. It finished telling you to learn some. Is it finished? Learn something. something this new. was the last deck, actually. So you about what was to come. So this business that was to come, um, time to create, my dear, time to create. So, so I, um, I was born to parents who were elderly. They were in their mid forties. Life had already wore them down. Um, they were, they were, uh, you know, lower middle class at the time. Um, my father was, uh, was a womanizer. He was he was an extreme narcissist, um, and he it, you know my mother was chasing after him, you know, just that type of lifestyle, you know, alcohol and and things of that nature, and I was an unexpected child, and my mother, um, when she was eight months pregnant with me, was jumping on chairs trying to to get me to come out because she was just tired of being pregnant, you know with wow, me that's horrible. um i was a still baby i was like a what they called a blue baby and and uh you know from that point i just came into a tumultuous environment you know um they ended up separating my father ended up going to prison um and and it was just as you said survival mode this was a family that was just in survival mode and of course as children we don't understand this you know, we have, we have no knowledge of this, but I was different. As you were describing, I was different. I was, I was a kid who I had ADD. I was very hyperactive. I was breaking everything because I was just, I was very inquisitive. I wanted to know how everything worked. Worked. And, and I would ask a million questions like, why? Why? I was one of those kids. Why? Well, that's just because why? Why? You know? driving my parents absolutely nuts in the middle of the supermarket asking a million damn questions you know but that was me and i was a yeah. sensitive kid you know i had an older brother my family was was very uh, machoistic you know machismo and yeah. and um and blue collar and and i just i was very sensitive and i didn't take to tools i didn't take to the things that my brother and my father would work on and things um i was just more apt to be alone by myself you know and they left me to that you know I was I was easier to manage when I was just left alone to my own to my own doings well um by the time I turned 13 I was I was you know breaking into homes you know I was mm -hmm. I was meticulously uh, breaking into people's homes I was thinking these th these plans out you know from from stage one all the way through 
skipping school and just laying the whole day out of of negative behavior you know and that's how i grew i just i was just in and out of jdc as as a juvenile until i ended up going mm-hmm. to prison at a at a young age you know when when they could try me as an adult they did put me in prison and um i got out for a couple of years got into the drug trade blew up pretty good got in, mm-hmm. in into a, a federal indictment conspiracy mm-hmm. and went to the federal institutions for 13 years straight wow so that that is that is my life and and it and it and it was this last incarceration that as you said like with your daughter that it i just came to a point to i realized that i'm the creator of all bad things in my life and if i don't Mm -hmm. like them stop them change them and that's what i did and i came home and i created a foundation you know after trying to struggle getting in into an environment that I wasn't wanted or appreciated or, or anything of that nature. I quickly found out that if I was going to survive in this world, I had to do it on my own. Couldn't, I could not rely on unemployment from somebody else or anything of that, that nature, because I was always going to be treated as a slave. I was always going to get the scraps of anything. So I had to build it myself, you know, and I built my foundation. I built my podcast. I've done everything dolo by myself with just me myself and i and the confidence of knowing i can do it the confidence of knowing that i have god with me because i speak the truth and and that i'm i'm coming with love i'm coming to you with open arms i'm coming to my american citizens with open arms and a bosom and and love because i know we're all hurting look what you've been through look what Mm -hmm. i've been through Look what our American citizens are going through in this country, the land of the free. There's a lot of pain out there. The land of the free, right? You know? We need a lot of restoration. We need a lot of healing. And that is what it's all about. And whether you believe it or not, you have brought that to me today, um, tonight, because I wasn't expecting this to happen, you know, and we just decided to come on live, you know, all of a sudden. And... It has been a healing experience just being able to talk to you and being able to relate, being able to tell a lot about my story. You know, it's not the most perfect story, but it is my story and it is my testimony. And we all have a testimony to speak because we can all touch with our experiences one way or another. And the reason I'm saying this is because I have encountered so much stigma Um as a as a minister, as a spiritual coach, as a you know, um, as a mother, as a human being, you know, like this is your fault. And um, I did my best. I did my best, and um, I helped my daughter. And there were many, many interventions, and um, they have been documented. It's just a matter of, unfortunately us losing the battle at the end of the day, you know, um, the the addicted, the user has to want to recover. Forgive me. My daughter was working on her recovery. She wanted to recover, but she encountered something that she couldn't deal with. And she was in pain all the time. And she was trying to escape from that pain, whether it was physical or whether it was emotional, because there was some emotional pain as well. 
Oh, there's no question. And this is this is the thing, you know, mommy, I, I want you to understand and I want you to know that none of this is your fault. You know, none of this is your fault. You didn't have nothing to do with this. You're 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 a human being trying to survive in, in, in a world that we're lied to, we're deceived, we're ostracized. We're not allowed to think or, or act on how we want to. We have to wear masks. We have to change our personalities for people just to fit in the society. You know what I mean? You're, 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 you're a minority woman. You're an ethnic woman. So life is already tough mm-hmm. on you. You know yes, what I mean? Definitely. So it's, it's these things. And we just try to deal with what we're presented with the best that we know how, you know, the best that we know how. Exactly. And, what happened with your daughter, what happened with millions of other daughters and sons is an attack on us, we the people. It's an attack on our children. It's an attack on our families. It's an attack on our freedom. It really is. You know, so it's, it's, it's understanding that we're under attack. And the only way to fight this is for us to come together for us to unite for us to come together to understand versus versus opine versus right. you know me judging versus you judging each other thing, versus right? fighting one another before separating i mean the energy is so destructive i mean the only way we're going to win or we're going to overcome this is by 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 unity by fighting together we we have to hold each other's hands I'm going to be honest with you. I would not have been able to get through this grief this past month if I have not, if, if I would not have reached out and spoke about this and be so verbal about it. Um, if I would have kept it inside myself, it would have internalized an illness. And I know that because I'm going through physical grief. And if I'm going through physical grief speaking about it, I can imagine if I internalized everything. Well, no question. And then, and, and that's, and, and that is again, another message that I'm trying to get out to the minority, you know, the, the black community, the Brown community, the Hispanic community is it's okay, because I know that this is a very strong culture and this is a culture that just don't go out and just speak about their problems or, or invite other people into their problems. But, but like you said, look at, look at, look at what it has brought you. You know, just the comfort and the ease of just sharing and just getting it off your chest and not caring what anybody thinks or says, but this is just what it is. You know, this is what it is. So much love. I have encountered so much love. I'm humbled. I'm thankful. I mean, I'm thankful that you came across my page and I'm just, I feel so, so humble. I, I, everything that has happened was meant to happen. Um, everything has been falling into place one, 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 one domino after another, because it has been a domino effect, but it has been, Oh, this phone keeps turning on on its own. We definitely got some energy here. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> And you mentioned something about um, about um, um, I wrote her name down. Um, Penny Penny, Penny Pierce. Pierce. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna be connecting with her? What was that, Mommy? Are we gonna be connecting with her? Um, 
I'll have to reach out and maybe, maybe I'll bring you on on our interview. Maybe I'll bring you on and, and the three of us can, and can interview. Absolutely. I think she would, she would love that. She loves my show. She loves my platform. She loves the openness, the discussion, because like, like she shares with me, a lot of her interviews are just Q and a type, you know, based, she don't have really a free, a free form discussion with too many people. And that's, mm -hmm. that's just what I am. Just like you and I, you know, this isn't something mm -hmm. that we planned. We just nope. said, let's get together. And, and I was planning on next week and you're like, well, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, you know, bump that let's run it. Let's do this. It's, and that's, <laughs> and that's what I'm about is because I know I can sit down with anybody. I don't know you. We've never met. Mm -hmm. And look at the conversation right. that ensued from that. You know, it's filled with love and positivity, healing. So, so this healing. is why I do that because I reach out to people because, because I, I don't know. I just, I just feel. It's about the quality of human that you are. I mean, it shows your compassion. It shows your drive. And guess what? It shows from what I've seen from the reading that you are trying to be a better man each and every day. And every day. That, God bless you. And may the law of transmutation make that, hap make that happen in many, many, many ways. So let's manifest that. That's it. That's it. And we're going to speak in present progressive and we're going to follow up through action. No question. And, and again, just, just, just say your affirmations. You know, there's nothing wrong with getting up in the morning, looking yourself in the eyes and just telling yourself, you know what? I, I am a beast. I'm a beast and I love who I am. Yes, and and yes. I've accepted the, the, the experiences that I've had through life because me loving who I am right now and who I am and what I represent, I understand that every interaction, every experience I've had through my life is what has made me who I am right now. And I love that person. So it's, it's accepting my faults, accepting my mistakes and my bad choices and accepting and that all was of, one that. of the cards that came out. That's one of the cards that came out. It talked about you accepting your flaws and trying to become that better person. Continue to do that because without no uh, unknowingly, you have touched my life in a way in which I know there's so much more to come out of this, not just this interview. There's a lot more to come and I can feel it in my spirit and in my spiritual discernment. My cognitive energy is telling me that there's far more to come out of this and I'm embracing it. Let's do it. No question. And, and again, that's the type of person I am because I know that you and I have made this connection. We're going to meet one day and I'm going to give you a hug. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's the interactions. This is just how things, things manifest, as you say. So I love you. You take care of yourself, mommy. Thank you so much. And I love um, you too. God bless you. God bless Make you. all your wishes and heart desires manifest in your favor. May no your question. higher power bring it all into fruition. No question, mommy. Thank you. you. Thank you for your love. This is love coming from Florida to Connecticut. And just know there's many, many mothers out there that are crying and feeling your love as well. So to all of them, I love you guys. And and um, let's come together. 
Um, before before we go, uh, please, guys, anybody that has Facebook link to COPE, uh, Candidate to Opioid Preventable Epidemic, uh, follow us on COPE right now. We're about to launch on the 29th of January. The information is right there. We'll be, he, will, he will be supplying uh, the, uh, the graphics that I have created. Um, thank you again, Thomas, and God bless you. Absolutely. I'll, I'll catch you on the flip side, as they say. Yes, indeed. <laughs> All right. Take care. We out.